0: It going, everybody. Charge Buffalo Podcast here. I'm Luke. Joe, directly across from me now, baby. In the same room. Do we sound a little different? I think we do. That's because we're in a brand new. Let's go to the TCB studio. Yeah, we're in the TCB podcast studio. Absolutely. We are in the TCB podcast studio, the TCB Broadcasting Network. Joe, we're, we're that much closer to making this a, a, a real thing. And, w- well, here's the deal, okay? We finally have. A nice studio, uh, professional grade mics, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I call you Joe, and I feel like it's Joe Rogan now. (laughs) But uh, this is beautiful. I'm wearing headphones now. I can hear Joe crystal clear. Say something,
1: Joe. I want to hear. I'm. I'm just really excited. We've been waiting years for this moment. Obviously, we would have hoped that it would have came three years ago. But you know what? We're here for Season 5, Episode 7 of the Charging Buffalo Podcast, and our vision for this show is finally starting to feel real. It feels really real It's coming.
0: Yeah, Uh, and you know, all those little breaths, I heard them amplified, uh, (laughs) you know, 15 extra decibels in my ear. Uh, But no, you know what? I'm sure those listeners who have been with us since we were in the AV closet back in the day, uh, this real (laughs) hidden room, uh in our high school in our high school yeah and now we're here uh we will be able to use this from what i understand after the fact after we we graduated right let's be Mm -hmm. transparent so if you've if you've been with us who knows that was four years ago now uh thank you because it's all come uh we've turned a corner i think finally where we can finally be at separate microphones talking to one another this is
1: the first episode of the podcast where we're using two microphones that, we're not sharing true. well mm-hmm. besides zoom i guess you could you could say that but we're in the same room mm-hmm. this is the first podcast in over a year now when we're in the same that's room right. together that's
0: right covid happened and i mean you don't want to hear about that yeah. everyone knows what happened. i'm
1: partially vaccinated
0: so we're safe oh, we're, we're
1: okay yeah
0: good um yeah. starting tuesday i think everyone can get vaccinated Mm -hmm. 16 over so things are looking up not only for the charge buffalo podcast but for society as a whole yeah i can't wait at the end of the tunnel yeah light at the end of the
1: tunnel but if you didn't see my tweet last week when we found out that our studio is finally nearing completion it's not done yet we're still going to get some soundproofing on the walls i believe we're going to get a phone so listeners of the podcast are going to be able to call in Uh, express your opinions, ask us questions. And I think we've been looking forward to that for a very long time. But also another thing, we have been wanting to incorporate video in some shape or form for years now. And we have the ability to live stream. We have good cameras at our disposal. We're going to live stream our podcast to Twitter and Instagram. And the people listening live will have the opportunity to call in because mm-hmm. unless we let people know on Twitter, I'll call in right now, but they're not going to know what the discussion is like. Correct, so, correct. Yeah. Uh, it's more tailored to the people that are watching and listening live. We can even take questions yeah. in the li- in the chats too, I guess. I
0: already just feel so much more engaged mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah, it's, you know? it's
1: obviously way better doing it when you're – Physically right in front of me than over yeah. Zoom. Yeah. And, and Zoom was much better. Like, we were going way, way back. We, we never had any problems with Zoom. Yeah, never. No zero problems. Google Hangouts yeah, was tedious. spotty at best. Right. There was another thing we did. Horrible, but... Zoom Zoom is pretty good for the podcast and we're hoping that we don't have any horrible audio quality like we have in the past when we, we use the studio. We so.
0: tried Discord as well Discord with OBS wasn't very recorder. Good. Yeah. So listen, if you're trying to start a podcast out there, not to take us down, you're not going to compete with us. But uh, you know, feel free message us cuz I mean, I especially know a lot of resources of how to record your podcast remotely, so feel free to get in touch with me. Uh, We've
1: tried everything.
0: <laughs> we have done everything. Yeah. Uh but also just a disclaimer. Um uh, if levels are too high and stuff, if we sound too loud, bear with me. We did get a, a board, a brand new production board, switchboard, as it's commonly known. Uh bear with us, okay? I'm gonna be very uh uh what's the word? Um conscious of that. I'm looking at the levels every time we speak. So We'll be working on that too, adjusting as we go along. Um, my job is to run a board at work, so I'm adept at this stuff. Just give us time, okay? We 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 always read your responses. We thank you very much for that. But um,
1: yeah, it'll be we'll iron things out as we go. Certainly. Yeah. But our vision, it's coming closer. We're hoping yeah, that the the rest of it. We're probably about like eighty percent of the way there from yes. the full potential of we what need we the see in a podcast. We need the little things now, yeah. right? That's all we need. Like but, a phone. Like We don't yeah. need a phone. Right. We don't need we could callers. Do Instagram we don't need live. to record. Yeah. We could like, theoretically do Instagram Live and just mm-hmm. people can type in stuff. And, say, and if oh, that's well, something so-and-so. you guys are interested in, we'll maybe do that yeah. next week for be awesome. trade deadline. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a trade maybe deadline Maybe when we episode. post this,
0: we'll put a little disclaimer out there saying, yeah. hey... We're gonna ask for stuff. Just if you want to interact, let us know. But um, Absolutely. we have we have good listeners. We have great listeners. Um, and thank you. So hopefully, the loyal we, ones are noticed. Yes, we, yes, we, know we he notice he
1: you. I miss Ike Daddy. He's uh, he's been liking my tweets recently. It's like he's he's falling off a cliff. Yeah, where have you been, Ike I know, Daddy? Right. It's like I, we. I hope we can get Ike Daddy calling in someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you're for. a first
0: time caller, I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> uh, we love it. You know. Um, so yeah, it's it's too bad that the 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 period of the most growth for the site is during the season of most regression
1: for mm-hmm. the Sabers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one more one more point before yes. we get into the Sabers, we're gonna pro- possibly bring in a third voice. We in might. Here. There's a kid here. Potential. Yeah, one of, of our, f- our friends, a friend. You know. We're gonna see if he wants to be the producer of the charging. He's
0: Buffalo not affiliated podcast. with the Charge Buffalo, but he has a he has a good voice and um, he's a smart guy. So yeah. he's a a character kind of dude that you'd want screening or calls and whatnot so we'll see again folks it's a process this is our vision thank you for uh staying with us Mm -hmm. um so uh, we we are so excited so excited no notes for the show either i mean i mean that's it's gonna make it easier to do here right (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean we could just go off the cuff it's just easier to have a conversation when you're in front of a microphone
1: exactly yeah all right now the dumpster fire yeah is the Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. So I did you watch the game yesterday? I watched the third period. I caught the second and third period.
0: I yeah. was uh, driving home from doing play-by-play um, uh, and caught the first period on the radio.
1: Yeah, I was at work during the first and second period, and I was listening to the game because my new job, I had the, I want to call it a luxury, but I'm able to listen to the game when I'm making my rounds, and I'm like, okay, they sound like they're playing pretty well. But you and I both know very well this team, and it's not just this team. It's the Sabres teams of the last five, we'll go eight years, last eight years or so, where they are just incapable of playing with a lead. Mm -hmm. They can never do it. They'll score a goal, and then a minute later, minute or two later, then you've got a goal against tie game or they'll have a lead and they don't know how to play with the lead and then you will just see a complete downward spiral where like the Flyers game yesterday where they're up three nothing they pan. I know Darlene said they had a panic attack as a team and Granada didn't agree but it looked like it it was a panic attack right when Kevin Hayes scored that first goal for the Flyers yesterday you knew I knew this game is over. Not in the sense that the Sabres were going to win the game, but you could just tell. There was the vibe about the game yesterday where once Hayes scored, you knew that this game they were going to lose. If it went to a shootout, I feel like they had a chance to win because Allmark is really good in the shootout. But once it went to overtime, I knew they're not winning this game. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to
0: bring up the uh, the box score actually from yesterday because I want to see how many... Uh, shots in the third period the Sabres had.
1: It wasn't a lot. Pro- I, I I have no idea off the top of my head, but it probably wasn't a lot. No, they were they were locked in their own end for practically and, the whole like, time. My mind goes to the Rangers game, the, the game that I think they won that game. It was early on in the season, but they had, like, what, two shots in the third period? That happens yeah. regularly. But they, they won that game, didn't they? Yeah, they, they that won was, that yeah. game. But this team just cannot play with a lead, mm-hmm. and, like, yeah, they suck. Let's be real here. They're not unlucky. They are unlucky, but it's okay, but it's not impossible to be unlucky and terrible at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Um, they like also they put Dalene and Middlestad out there for overtime. Like yeah, like who else are you gonna put out there?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, at this point too, it's like you have you literally have nothing left to lose. Uh, They're
1: so bare bones. Right, they're extremely bare it's, it's bones.
0: Just, you know, the injuries had. This has to be blamed on the injuries, I think. Right?
1: Do you agree? Like, part of this, partially, yeah. The, but like, even if they had a full lineup, they're still
0: they're still a bad team. Yeah, right. But I mean, they
1: they shouldn't be in last place by what is it, eleven points. Like, that's a little ridiculous. Listen, I, I don't think they're that bad, but the fact that they're here is. There's so many factors that go into it. They're a bad team to begin with. Mm-hmm. They have injuries. COVID, the COVID impact, I guess you could say that has some to do with it. The coach, the coaching change, and now they do look like they're playing better under Don Granado, mm-hmm. but still not good enough. And you can't expect them to be better because the team just sucks. They don't have the talent. And I know people will say, "Oh, they don't care enough." Like, yeah, they do. They're professionals. They they get paid to do this. Mm-hmm. It's their job. Of course, they're gonna go out there and try. They try their best. They're just not good enough. Right? They're not talented enough. They're not the best hockey players. Yeah,
0: uh, not by any means are they <laughs> are they the uh, the best hockey players? But no. And I realize too, the thing about the injuries. I mean, when you're on an, in in uh, an eighteen game. Winless streak. Uh, win- That's another thing. It's that a losing streak. really pisses me off. Yeah. Like
1: okay, so if the Sabers broke that was it a nine or it was eight or nine regulation losses straight, they broke their losing streak with a uh, with loss. Mm-hmm. So now the ticker gets reset on a losing streak, but they have lot. They have are winless in eighteen straight now, which is unbelievable. Man, I'm just looking at the shot
0: chart <laughs> on the ESPN website. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Is it possible they had nine shots in the third period? I mean, they were
1: kind of going early on, but once Hayes scored, they once Hayes pretty scored, much shut down. The wheels fell off, right. And Tage Thompson had the completely empty net mm-hmm. misses, and then they go around and score. You know what that reminded me of? Patrick Stefan. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, it's two extremes,
0: right? It could have been one the Tyler Ennis games uh game 5 versus the Bruins empty net goal in 2010 when he dove and swatted oh, at I the remember empty net. That. Or it
1: it 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 turned into Patrick uh form of Patrick Stefan goal, but not nearly as bad as the Patrick no, Stefan no, goal, no, no, but no. it's on the same wavelength, I guess you can It say. pretty much is, you're right.
0: And you know what? It, it's funny cuz I don't know if it was in the intermission or not and and uh Brian Duff and Baron were talking about it, or if it was mentioned, um it, it had to have been those guys, but they were talking about Tage Thompson and they said like he doesn't know that he's hard to move yet. Yeah. And so I think Tage panicked instead of using his size to overpower the guy that was against him, he dove for some reason at the puck in the neutral zone. <laughs> and like it's dude, you're you're almost seven feet tall practically on state on skates. You use your body. Right, you're, you can overpower this guy. Be smarter with with your positioning and whatnot. Be more resourceful with your body. But I mean, it's easy for me to sit here and say I'm not carrying around you know five feet tall limbs. But <laughs> uh, no, uh, you know he needs to realize, and that falls on the development team too. You're you're not easy to push. You're a you're a very you're freakishly tall human being on ice skates against another human being who's much smaller than you on ice skates it's not easy to you know derail your course Mm -hmm. exactly so i mean you can't blame him totally for the loss i mean that's just that would be negligent to blame him for the loss uh when your team's on and i mean you can't blame one player for any loss during an 18 game winning streak i mean 18 an 18 game right right (laughs) 18 game losing streak is uh that's that's on the part of the entire that's a team accomplishment right there Mm-hmm. you know it takes uh takes a team to make history and
1: uh and they're making history that's right for damn sure. but
0: no I want to circle back though I brought up that injury point and you know it, it again I, I do realize okay maybe the injuries are a part of it but at the same time every a, team has injuries yeah and a professional hockey team cannot lose 18 games in a row that that's it's unheard of in the modern era I mean yeah. they're talking about the, the largest losing streak of all time is 30 from the Jets in 1981 they're uh, getting there that was like the second year after the 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 WHA merger mm-hmm. and that was a team that was picked apart and during an era where everybody sucked pretty much yeah so uh they're approaching a level that is it's unheard of in most sabers fans lifetimes most hockey fans lifetimes
1: but did they just tie the Penguins for the modern era, at least? What right? year would that have been? Like the year before they got Crosby, I want to say.
0: Oh, oh, they called it the X-Generation with, like, Ramsey Zabid and uh, <laughs> uh, Peter Sakura there. I don't know. Maybe. Peter Sakura
1: might have been there. Let me look up. He man. was probably there. But yeah, they just, they're just so bad. I don't want to say they're unwatchable because, like, yeah, they are a little more tolerable to watch now. But, oh, my God, like. What's his name? Steven Fogarty is playing for this team right now. Like, nothing against Steven Fogarty. Like, yeah, you're a good AHL player. Did but he play yesterday? No, he didn't play yesterday, no. but just in general. Did
0: like, JSDA play yesterday?
1: No, I don't think so. The man so. of many initials, I should call him. JSD. I, I think it's D now. I thought it was DA a couple years ago when he mm. signed him. Now it's JSD. Three letter name. But they're just so bad. Like can you blame anyone can can you blame Kevin Adams for thinking I need to burn this team to the ground? No.
0: I mean I I applaud him for thinking that. <laughs> quite frankly. Like
1: I I am indifferent to the idea. I'm indifferent. There're some days where I will wake up in the morning and say, "Oh my god, they need to trade everyone, burn this team to the ground to the ashes." And then there'll be other days where I'm like, "Okay, they have pieces, build around those pieces and maybe win." but what have they been doing for the last 4 years they've they've been building around those pieces and they're trying to win and I don't, you saw my tweet yesterday probably the starting in 2017 2018 when they came in last place and then two years followed where they had 10 game winning streaks i think it was a 9 game winning streak the second year hypothetical they go below 500 they win three or four of those games like the trajectory of the rest of the season would go in that four-year span, if that would have happened during those win streaks, they would have finished 31st, 30th, 30th, and then this year, 31st. What about that makes you want to say, let's give it another kick of the can with this team?
0: Yeah. No, I understand Because that.
1: the core is still there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're just building around the core, and that's what, in theory, they would be doing. And ask yourself this question, okay, What do they need on the current team to make the playoffs next year?
0: I'll tell you what, even if it is the first round, if it is the first overall pick, uh, an an 18-year-old forward defense, I don't care what it is, is not going to do a whole lot for you immediately. So that's that's out of the equation, in my opinion. You're going to have to trade everybody, (laughs) literally everybody. I mean, it doesn't, you know, roster surgery is the old term. Mm -hmm.
1: Did Tim Murray coin that? Elliot Friedman said okay. it. on. I might have been on 31 Thoughts or The Instigators. I don't remember. And then just nothing ever happened after that. But hey, ask yourself the question. Take out a piece of paper or a notepad on your phone and write down the holes that need to be filled on this team because they have a year. They have one year. Was it 13 months, Th- 13, 14 months, until Jack Eichel's no-move clause kicks in? They don't have a lot of time. It's either you're tearing this team down to the studs and starting over, or you're building a team around Jack Eichel and try and make the playoffs next year. And both of those things could happen. They could try and build a good team for next year and then tear it down after when they fail because I just really cannot see how this can get better. Like, yeah, it's easy to say, oh, just... Get this guy, trade for that guy, make the right decisions. But we've been saying this for how many years now? Post tank, there was some progress in 2015, 2016. Then they fall off a little bit, and then they fall off a cliff. What are they going to do? They need a. They need another goalie. <clears throat> All marks fine, but you can't go into the season with Carter Hutton as the backup. Hutton's gone. But do they sign Allmark to a extension and then go with Lukin, and is his backup? Is he ready? I don't think so. Okay, now we go to the defense. You have, as far as I'm concerned, four or five defensemen on this team who can't defend. And depending on the system, that's not going to work. We saw it firsthand with Ralph Kruger at the helm. What are you going to do there? Are they going to sign Jake McCabe? If you don't sign Jake McCabe, now you have two holes that you need to fill, and you need to get two top four defensemen. You still have Rasmus Ristolainen on this team, who for some reason he is a sacred horse and can't go anywhere. Now you look at forward. Okay, you already have. You're already. It's a barren wasteland on the right wing, and you need at least one or two guys to come in there. And you also need Victor Olsson to step down the lineup. If Olafson is in your top six, you're in a dangerous place. And he is. And there are they already have holes to fill in the top six. And now, hypothetical, they lose Taylor Hall. Now you need to replace Taylor Hall. So now you need what two, three top six wingers? You need a second or third line center. How how do you fill that in one offseason? You can't. I feel like replacing Taylor Hall, though,
0: isn't much at this point. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you know what goals. I'm saying get, though? Yeah, like I you
1: get. need you need a top need- six left winger. NHL it, do they still think Jeff Skinner is a top-six left winger? Okay, we'll go with – maybe they sign Hall. Okay, then you still need a top-six right winger, and then you need a middle-six winger too, unless you're putting Olafson down the lineup. You need a good second-third-line center like, I don't know, uh, the guy in the Jets. What the heck is his name? Andrew Cop? Not Andrew Cop. Adam Lowry? Adam Lowry. Yeah, that's the name I was thinking of. Adam Lowry. And then um Philip Deneau, like one of those two guys. I'd love Philip Deneau. Bring in one of them. Are they gonna want to come here? Who the hell knows? But that's what they gotta do. They need to bring in so many pieces to this team next year where it is just impossible.
0: Deneau feels like one of those JT Miller or Kevin Hayes types that'll go elsewhere and become like one of the one of a team's like top yeah. players yeah but uh here's a here's a stat i want to share with you from uh actionnetwork.com looks like they're a betting site the sabers are on pace to end up
1: with the worst point percentage uh since the lockout since 0506 they have a point two five zero point percentage right now i'll bring up my tweet from yesterday Six. I compared the last place Sabres teams of the last six or seven years. When
0: when you break the whole thing down, they're six and twenty eight. I'm not. It, you know, it's I'm horrible. Not, Whenever yeah. I see their record on my screen, I laugh. Uh, here's something else I want to point out. Okay, the Flyers are a team who, in the month of March. Have lost a 9-0 game to the Rangers. They've lost 6-1 to the Islanders, and they've lost 6-2 to the Rangers again. So this is a team that they they have not been playing their best hockey. If you if you were going to snap this, this losing streak, this was the the series, if you will, where that was going to happen. It's a Flyers team that is reeling. Uh I've seen their fans getting on Elaine Vigneault. Um Carter Hart's been a scratch. Right, this is a team that's all out of sorts. They've free fallen out of the playoff picture. This was the team. This is how the storyline typically plays out, right? The losers beat the team that uh is is is, is struggling, and the Sabres blew that chance. I mean, it, it was playing out that way, mm-hmm. but like Rasmus Dalin said, that the team kind of uh caved in on itself. Um you brought up Linus Allmark, and I do want to talk about him for a little I bit. I
1: wanna have one point but while well, we're on point percentage. 13-14. Yeah. The fifty-two point Sabres team where they finished in last place drafted Sam Reinhart. 0.317%. percent. Fourteen fifteen. The McEichel tank. Point three two nine percent. Um seventeen eighteen where they finished in last place got Rasmus Dahlin. Point three seven eight. Now this year, not even anywhere close.
0: 0.250. And this is the year where they really went all out. This was the year where they were actually trying mm-hmm. to 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 end this. You would have never. The,
1: I didn't think. I didn't think they were going to be good, in the slightest. But I didn't. Would have never imagined them to be this bad.
0: They, they, they shouldn't have been worse than the Devils. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. But, oh no! I, I remember. I remember a season preview show, talking that about how, a lot of what was what people were saying this year about the teams in the division were based on potential. You know Boston being, Rangers, yeah Rangers, and look at that—they're finally coming into form. But Boston was very top-heavy, and I specifically remember thinking that the Sabers were uh, going to surprise some people as due to that. But um, th- I was surprised in a different way. Let's say that because I—they're completely out of sorts. But uh, Lena Allmark and I have a point I want to bring up to you about. The, the goaltending depth, like, you know I haven't been the biggest Allmark and Houghton pairing fan, right? I thought Allmark was a high-end backup at the most, and maybe he still is, but, I mean, this team, I think a lot of this streak could be charted up to goaltending too because Allmark, Allmark has come in and he's given them a couple of chances to 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 hang into some games mm-hmm. here. So uh, his, his importance cannot be played down. Uh, maybe, I mean, I'd be okay after what we saw with Hutton and Johansson, who's longer here, and Dustin Tikarski having to come in. Uh, that is, uh, I, I think now I'd be in favor of bringing Allmark back,
1: um, if
0: it's on a one-year deal, you could still go out there, bring up Lucan and eventually two
1: to play under I him. would give Allmark a two- or three-year deal even. I'd be very comfortable with him as the team's backup or yeah. even the starter for a year. He could be like the Marty Baron role. Yeah. right. He's, he's, he's a starter for Allmark a while. Allmark is a great backup, but I don't – I mean, I would even go to say I'd trust him in the starter role. Just give him a better backup.
0: You, you can't have –
1: And, of course, better defense. Yeah, you can't have Carter Hutton as his backup. Because you know, if he goes down with an injury, which he's shown multiple times over the last few years, it's not going to be. It's not going to look pretty. And I think you're exactly right because Allmark has given this team a chance to win in the past two games when he's been back, and Car- Carter Hutton, Dustin Tokarski, and Jonas Johansson just did not do that. Yeah, and uh, the, the
0: goaltending, of course, faced a. A bit of a crisis, right? Yeah. Having having to call up
1: uh, Dustin Tokarski. Signing Michael Hauser. Signing
0: Michael Hauser as well when he had not played previously until – I mean, he, he was an ECHL goalie. He
1: was the, the Cincinnati Cyclones' backup goalie to Ukopeka Lukanen last yeah, year. Yeah, and
0: if you're an ECHL backup, I mean, you're teetering on the edge of, uh, the edge of a men's league, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's much worse to go down there. But, uh, yeah, Lukanen eventually had to be called the taxi squad. He's not there anymore, but this left the Amherst When when Lukanen left the team, the Amerks had to go to their last resort. And just looking at elite prospects right now, it looks like the 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 Amherst last resort was the 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 Greek national team at goalie. They have Stefanos Lekas and Billy Christopoulos. Billy right Christopoulos away. sounds like an NHL auto-generated player. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Looks like he played it at, at, at Air Force, but I, I I just thought that was too funny not to point out. But um, no, uh, yeah, Dustin Tokarski. I mean, gets he was, another. He was okay. He was but all like, right. He.
1: I would have definitely – I think Dustin Tokarski is a better option than Jonas Johansson. And Absolutely. We, we, going with the trend of big things happen after the Charging Buffalo podcast episodes, Jonas Johansson was traded like a day or two after um, our last episode. They got a sixth-round pick for him. I don't think – from what I hear, he hasn't been doing too hot in Colorado, which surprise, surprise, they got a sixth-round pick. Um, Cool. It's another draft pick. It's another dart to throw. As a prospect, they probably don't get anyone good, but I'll take that chance. Johansson played that one game
0: and he had an 8.75 save percentage. Oh and I think he led in two goals. He led some soft ones in the first period against Coyotes in that game. Uh, I tuned in just because I was really hoping, I was just waiting to pounce on Twitter if he got pulled in his first period as Nav. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, nah, I don't know. I get that goalies are in high demand at the moment, but why Jonas Johansson? (laughs) And I get you know for the Avalanche, a sixth round pick is nothing. Mm -hmm. That's a pittance, but it's like I Jonas
1: Johansson Hunter Mischka, I think is is probably better than his numbers are really bad. Were they? Yeah, yeah, he's been brutal for the Avalanche this year. I guess that's why they decided to go pounce on Johansson. But well, all around the topic of trades, Eric Stahl the other day got traded to Montreal for a third and a fifth. Again, whatever. Trade didn't work out. It was a good idea to begin with. But, hey, they got a third and a fifth for a guy that they didn't want. I guess they were asking for a second-round pick, which it would have been nice. But almost in theory, I like getting the two picks instead because it gives them, like I said with Johansson, they, they get more chances to strike gold. They're not going to do it, probably, but at least they got that chance. And by trading for Jimmy Vc and Wayne Simmons last season, they get those picks back. So now they have picks in every round plus an extra sixth, and now they have a few more players that they could potentially trade at the deadline, get more picks.
0: That's right. I mean, hey, that third and fifth round pick might turn into the next Carter Hagee.
1: You never yeah. know. <laughs> they should have signed. signed now, they yeah. should have frigging signed Carter Verhage. Yeah, Verhage's having a really nice. He's season making a million dollars. Cody Eakin's making two, and look at like Eakin scored yesterday. And we'll, yeah. you know, look how the, that's going for the team. His second goal of the season.
0: <laughs> they actually got scoring from their defense. Montour surprised. Yeah, Brandon
1: Montour. Montour has been pretty good since uh, Kruger was fired.
0: He's been okay. Well, the thing I thought was promising is Don Granado said that. Rasmus Dahlin has the green light from mm-hmm. him. He said that in his, his post-game conference yesterday. So that that's good news. And you're right. They have become a lot more watchable under Granada. Ta- you know what? Getting into the slot, too. Getting in front of the goaltender, right? Uh, Brandon Montour joining the play. Uh, scoring that goal. Um, went bar down. That was a, a goal, you know, near the net. Uh, Yoki goal was that from the blue line? I didn't.
1: I never got the chance I didn't chance see it because I was,
0: I was actually checking in on... One of the college basketball games
1: that was out at the time. Uh, I think it was a point shot. Not really sure. And then wait, who? who, who co- I didn't. I didn't see the the, the Eakin goal. Neither did I. That's why I didn't,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Can't fault us for that, folks. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: um, I was gonna say something. Oh, Montour. He, in, judging from his uh, post game media availability, he seems sick and tired of this.
0: I don't blame him. <laughs>
1: I mean, that guy wants to get the hell out of here.
0: Prior to coming here, I mean, he had some playoff runs with the Ducks, and, I mean, he hasn't known anything but losing since then. Yeah. Has he been with us? Is this going to be a second full season? Well, not full season because of COVID. But yeah,
1: pretty much. Start to finish the Fullest of the potential, I guess. As
0: full as you can have a season at this point.
1: I He's going to go get, like, get a third for him. If you can get a second, that'd be cool. I don't think they do, but defensemen are in high – High demand. Florida, maybe. Florida, I've heard Florida's name for Taylor Hall, too. Maybe they can strike a deal with Hall and Montour, retain some salary. Get, like, Gregory Denisenko. get a nice prospect in here. Conditional pick. It'd be nice if they can get a 2021 first. If they can get a 2022 first, that'd be really cool, but I don't That's, think they do. The Panthers are a team that I really
0: like them for the playoffs. You know, Patrick Hornquist, that was a big pickup. For them, they have two goalies who are actually performing well. Chris Drieger is one of the big surprises of the he's year He's going to be
1: the, the next Carter Hutton. Yeah, 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 really. The Sabres are going to sign Chris Dreger to a three-year deal at too much money, and he's going to be a disappointment. Chris Dreger and uh, uh, what's-his-face in Chicago? Kevin Lankinen, Kevin Lincoln Taking yeah. the
0: league by storm, if you will, to use a cliche, Impressive uh, season for those guys there. But, no, I really like how the, the Panthers
1: are put together um, for the end of the season here. Hey, Bill Zito did a good job. He signed Carter Verhage, Anthony Duclair, cheap deals, and look how it's paying off. The Sabres never make moves like that. Never. They made some pretty decent trades, too. They picked up uh, the one, got defenseman from Columbus, uh, Nudavarra. Marcus Núñez, I believe they might have picked up another guy, but yeah, Panthers are they're a good team. I think they're a dark horse for the Cup of this year. Oh, and they picked up Wenberg too, Alex Wenberg. Right, and he was bought out. I think. Yeah, by... he's bought out by the Blue Jackets. Yeah,
0: so that right, they picked up a bunch of
1: kind of scraps from other places from Columbus. Right? Horn, yeah, right. <laughs> Duclair, um, well, Zito was with Columbus, so I guess mm-hmm. it makes sense, but. Nuna Duclair, and Wenberg, mm-hmm. all from the Blue Jackets. And look how the Blue Jackets are doing. Yeah,
0: but I think Hornfist even was a cap dump, too, from the Yeah, Penguins, he was a cap right?
1: dump from the Penguins, Matheson. Yeah. Uh, well, right. it was the cap dump for cap dump, I guess. Right,
0: right. But, so, I mean, that's turning out to be a, a pretty good pickup. The, the Verhage is only making, what, $2 million $1 for million $1 million For two years. For two years. Wow, so that'll change down the line. But, yeah. Um, no, they they've they've made some good moves. The Panthers, are mm-hmm. a fun team to watch too. I I I, I always I'm, I find myself tuning into Panthers games and Blackhawks games
1: often. Two surprises. Yeah, I was going to say the surprises of the season. Um, there's something I want to say. Oh, let's go back to what the, the tearing it down for the Sabers. See, like as I said before, people get laughed at for bringing up the idea of tearing it down. Like, what, what other option is there? Like, yeah, they could build, or build around the team. Maybe they do. But if it doesn't work, they have to just start over, you know? Like, I don't want to say it, but it's the, realistically the only option. There's too many holes to fill. And if they're not good by July 1st, 2021, or 2022, sorry, just they, it's trade Jack Eichel at that point. Because then when he does a, officially request a trade, then you're like, okay, you got the Bruins. Trade me to the Bruins. Trade me to the Rangers. And you don't want to do that.
0: I Joe, I seriously think it's just people are just in denial. They don't want to. And it's a perfectly acceptable emotion and mindset to just not want to believe that that's the next rational step because it is it is i mean yeah. you can't keep going down this track and it's just there's so much doubt it's like no matter which option you no matter which road you go down it's filled with woe as they say right i mean mm-hmm. it, you have one okay yeah we can trade everyone build through the draft but our scouting department sucks and we haven't hit on any late round
1: picks in you know eons well you know what linus weisbach looks like he, in his team finished um their season he's going to. He can either sign with the Sabres or go to unrestricted free agency. I think that oh, I wonder what option is do. pretty clear, but uh, he was a seventh-round pick. He looks like a pretty good player. He might be able to play in the NHL. Uh, Victor Olofsson was a seventh-round pick. You know who was also a sixth-round pick? Brandon Hagel on the Chicago Blackhawks. Who... And he's a consistent lineup guy. He's in
0: there all the time playing.
1: Yeah, so they have been hitting on some late-round picks, like, that's three late-round picks in, like, a three-year span. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Like, you, if you hit on three seven- or six-round picks in a three-year span, that's that's pretty good. You take See, that. See, if you
0: keep talking like this, you're really going to make me lost for answers. <laughs> <laughs> if the scouting isn't as bad as I think it is, then what the hell
1: is going on? <laughs> it's it's bad. It's bad, but I'm just saying. Like, yeah, they do hit on some picks. And as time goes on, you start to realize that, hey, maybe they did hit. Like, the 2017 draft, Middlestat looks like an NHL player. He, yeah, he finally does. Um, uh, Marcus Davidson, not so much. Uko Pekalukinen looks like, who knows. Um, Jacob Bryson was a pick in that draft. Oscari Laxinen was a pick in that draft. Weisbach, too. So maybe the 2017 draft wasn't nearly as bad as we initially thought. Like, you just got to give it some time. But, yeah, I'm not – I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything here. The, the drafting has been atrocious over the last 10 or even more years. But you can't I, – I, Matt Kopnek on Twitter, he's been very vocal about this. And, like, yeah, I think it's ridiculous that people are being laughed at and I don't want to say shamed for thinking that the Sabres should start over. But I, I've been saying it for months now. They're, they're running out of options. And like I said earlier, they have too many holes to fill. If Kevin Adams can go pick up, if he can dump Kyle Oposo, trade Rasmus Ristelainen, get a good goalie to play with Allmark, uh, get a top-four defenseman, a good coach, um, and a good center, uh, replace Cody Eakin, get him out of here too, and then two top-six forwards, then cool. That's awesome. But... How many of those things are actually going to happen? Problem one or two, maybe? Well, the problem now is going to be attracting people here. Yeah, that's another issue. Because now there's no
0: choice but to to fix it from within.
1: Yeah. Or or you have to get lucky with bottom-of-the-barrel free agents. Mm-hmm. As Tim Murray once said, everyone's always going to want to take your money. Everyone, it's not hard to spend money because someone's always going to want your money. But you know the people who want your money and don't have many other options are guys like Cody Eakin, and Toby Reader, and And Brandon Davidson, and Matt Irwin. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Taylor Hall is thinking, okay, who the hell else is going to want to pay me after this season? No one's going to apparently like me.
0: I seriously think he 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 played himself right into a four million dollar contract. Yeah, (laughs) it's like he. I mean, he's making eight million. Is it Mm -hmm. right now? Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I said the other
1: day, this might be a little harsh, but
0: perhaps he's washed? I don't know.
1: He looks okay. I, he does, There hasn't been one game that I've watched of the Sabres this year where I said Taylor Hall looks like an elite player. No, he looked really good at the start of the yeah, season. Yeah, like the first game he looked really good, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I think MVP Taylor Hall is uh, past at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's he's, that, that's not the Taylor Hall that exists anymore.
0: Uh, I completely forgot about Jacob Bryson because he's been injured since you mentioned him. Yeah, me. I can't wait for him to come back. It'll make me give me something to watch for.
1: He's an entertaining player. I like him. Borgen, I hope he comes back. Uh, Don Granado said Eichel's injury isn't season ending. Also, Dylan Cousins isn't season ending. So it'd be nice if we can see the the. F- most of the full team in action at some point, but... It's just every game, it's
0: something new. They mm-hmm. can't go a game, and this isn't the players, fault. I'm not blaming the players, I'm just, it's it's luck. Can they go a game without someone going down? No, doesn't really
1: look like it, yeah.
0: I mean, the, the Rochester Americans are playing with like
1: 10 forwards a few games ago. They didn't bring anyone in to help them. No, they oh. really didn't. We're forgetting to talk about something important, the the staff changes to the front office. It sounds like they fired a scout yesterday, according to Lance Lysowski of the Buffalo News, but I'm assuming it's to bring in some replacements to the scouting staff. Uh, What's his name? Jeez. Jeremiah Crow. He was, in the offseason, he was brought in to be the director of scouting because why would you employ a director of pro scouting and amateur scouting? But they restructured that. He's now the director of pro scouting. And now Jerry Fortin, who was previously their college scout, is now their director of amateur scouting. So there's that. Uh, it sounds like they're going to bring in assistant GM. Everyone's reporting Jason Carmanos is going to be that guy. And now Chad D. Dominisus of Expected Buffalo, is, I do want to call it reporting. I don't know. He's he said on his on the Expected Buffalo podcast the other day that something like Jim Rutherford could be coming. And Jim Rutherford, if he does come, if Chad's right, it doesn't sound like it's gonna be. It's not like he's gonna be making the moves here. It's going to be Adams and Carmanos doing that. Rutherford's just going to come in here and make sure that the organization is running like an NHL hockey team. A Scotty Bowman type role. Yeah. Like <laughs> years ago. That's fine. I know people are going to be like, ah, oh, Jim Rutherford, oh, ho, ho, ho. terrible, so Sabres, but they need a guy with experience. Rutherford has, what, three Stanley Cup rings? Yeah, okay, listen. His name, come on. To say bringing in a Stanley Cup winning general manager
0: that has debt- I mean, continue to team's play—who who was with a team that hasn't missed a playoff since 2006, get your head out of your behind, okay? If you're upset that they're bringing in a veteran GM who's a Hall of Famer, uh, stop it. Cut it out because, I mean, what 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 do you want this team to do? Go with another unproven guy again? It's not like Rutherford's just going sort to of come in—he knows— he's a rational human being. He knows this isn't the penguins or you just throw first round picks everywhere. He mm-hmm. knows his team's not a contender. Yeah. He's just in the league 3 weeks ago. Right? So stop complaining, okay? If we get a guy like that with that kind of acumen, then yeah, take it. Okay? Don't complain about it. If he
1: wants to come here and help, and that's that's something too. Like maybe there are some players that are going to be like, you know what? Let's go to Buffalo and let's change this. Maybe that'll happen. Like, if you we want to think on the bright side, it's just fans have become so picky. It's like if if, if Lou Lamorello became available and the Sabers are gonna, oh my god, yeah,
0: in, people would complain about that because he's old. His <laughs> teams win. He's been a winner since he came into the league, yeah. and people would still complain about that. It's like, well, what do you want? Do you want the the dude who uh, was working at Harbor Center two years ago, or do you want a guy who's actually built championship teams with with you know? bare-bones rosters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't people say would, that. People would absolutely complain about Lamoureux. People will complain yeah. about anything, and, you know, I complain too. I will admit that. You don't want the Pagulas to run the team. You don't want Adams to run the team. Who do you want to run the team? I would rather have Jim Rutherford running the team than Terry and Kim Pagula. And Chad yeah. did say he's not coming here if Terry and Kim are at the helm. So You know,
0: I often wonder, because everyone knows – it's you know, it's 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 like it's it's known without being directly said, I think, that that the Bills are Bean and McDermott's show. How did they tell the Pagulas we're only coming here if you stay paws off? Can you imagine, know, there's like... a
1: written agreement, apparently. Right,
0: there's a written agreement. That's a little, that's that's gutsy, you know. I that's, wonder that's if fake.
1: that's coming here. If when Rutherford if Rutherford comes here. If he comes here, right. So Yeah, so we'll see. It, it seems like Adams has full reign, finally, and they're going to bring in some more guys. Mike Fuda is a name that has always been brought up in Sabres GM searches. He never got the job, but I wonder if he comes here. He's still, still unemployed after leaving the Kings. So he would be – maybe they bring in two assistant GMs. He'd be a nice addition. Just fill that front office up with experienced generals. I mean, right? look at the Kings – and their, their system, their prospect pipeline, bring in Fuda. Absolutely. His name isn't really ever talked about, but I, that's just someone that came to my mind when Chad said there might be more um, additions. Changes. More changes yeah, in more addition. Change. And then the firing of that scout makes me think that they're going to bring in more scouts. So hopefully a Russian scout. How about a Russian scout? Can we draft someone from Russia for once? Right, right, right yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many like exciting young Russian prospects coming up that get drafted in the sixth or fifth round by the Hurricanes or Maple Leafs, and then they end up good prospects. Was
0: it Arthur Kaliev who was available when we took Ryan Johnson? Yeah. Was
1: it? Yeah, that still irks but me. This is This is a draft strategy I would love. Pick your play drivers in the first round and then pick your goal scorers in the second round when they're all available because they slide because they can't play defense. Why are you picking Jack Quinn in the first round? Eighth overall, you had three blue chip prospects on a silver platter for you. And what do you do? You pick him eighth overall. It's just sad. Like, there's such a clear, good strategy that they could play here. And they just refuse to do it. It's sad. I hope they draft well. They need to start drafting well. This is a crucial year for them. They got to hit on some picks. Yeah, the most crucial of years, <laughs> you could say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want. A... I've probably talked about this before, but let's say they do blow it up. What do they have left? You have Dylan Cousins. You have Rasmus Dalin, assuming that he's not traded. I think Friedman mentioned on uh, Saturday headlines that he was basically their only untouchable. You got Paterka down there. You've got some other. Lukanen, I guess. You've you got Lukanen, right? Portillo, Samuelson, Johnson. you got like a, a handful of good prospects at your disposal. And then, okay, say you trade Eichel. I'm not condoning this, by the way. I'm just talking. You trade Eichel, you got two first-round picks, an A prospect, and like a B-plus prospect. We'll just say that. You trade Sam Reinhart for a B-plus, A-minus prospect, and a first-round pick. You trade Rasmus Ristolainen for two second-round picks. We'll just say that. You trade, you tailor all at the deadline, you get a second-round pick that can become a first-round pick in like a C-plus, B-minus prospect. Uh, and then what? You got At that point, you have what you have already in your young picks and prospects along with all of that plus your own picks, which are going to be high. You have your first-round pick this year, which is certainly going to be top three, and you're probably going to be bad next year and probably the year after that. Let's just say hypothetically here they finish in the bottom two in next season and the season after great drafts you get you pick 3rd next year you get Matt Savoy from the Winnipeg Ice and then you win the lottery in 2023 and you get uh you get Connor Bedard who's basically the next Connor McDavid okay You bring all that together, now you have Connor Bedard, you have your Eichel return, let's not forget about that, you have your Reinhardt return, you have Dylan Cousins, you have Rasmus Dahlin, and you have other prospects that are coming up too. I don't know. Like, yeah, it might suck to be bad for a couple, two, three more years, but in the grand scheme of things, I think that's a super team.
0: It can be. It can be. I'm just always so In skeptical theory. about this. In theory. In theory, right. I'm just so skeptical about because, you know, we said this for years leading up yeah. to Eichel coming here. But before they
1: had Eichel, they had nothing. Correct, correct. They had and absolutely the top prospects,
0: nothing. The top prospects were Justin Bailey and Nick Baptiste.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> Justin Bailey, Nick Baptiste. But, they, again, they did have Grigorenko, Gergensen, Ristolainen, and Sidora, which were highly thought of at the time. I'm not saying that we were hoping that Dylan Cousins, Rasmus Dahlin – Ryan Johnson, Matias Samuelson, they can come up and be good, but who knows? That's just, like, again, I'm going to say it again. Starting over shouldn't be laughed out of the room. Because it can turn around quick. Colorado had, what, 40-something points, and then they had 90 the year after. Yeah, maybe they do keep this core, add a couple pieces, and they're good next year. But we know the Buffalo Sabres— you all know the Buffalo Sabres. Is that going to happen? I don't know. Probably not. It's four years in a row now of them being in the bottom two worst teams in the league. Take out those big winning streaks. They're right there in the bottom two. Well, I think, like, I, you know, people laugh at culture a
0: lot, but I really do think that kind of plays into You know, not everyone can be the Tampa Bay Lightning and just hit on every draft pick, they don't right? right. But they've failed on a lot of first round picks. But like then there's the Philadelphia Flyers who you know they draft guys like like Travis Sanheim and they they find Philippe Myers who I think was on you know undrafted, undrafted. and yeah. you know they they still find a way to to compete even if you know those guys you know they turn out not to be the best prospects or you know turn into the best NHL players and like the Sabres haven't even been able to to do that. You know? So like, you know, other there's other teams that, you know, maybe don't draft well either, arguably, possibly. But,
1: you know, Sabres came into it. You know how you, I'm kind you, you, know how you can build a here, good but... culture. Trade literally everyone on the team. Exactly. I think that's, that's what I'm trying to say is that that's this, how you the, get the I don't know what it is right. in there. I don't know who it is, but a good way in theory to completely change the culture of your team you have a new coach, you have a whole new coaching staff, and you get rid of literally every player on the team. Right. The culture is the guy the guys on the team. Like l- let's
0: use the Bills again, right? I mean there's one guy remaining from when McDermott
1: took over yeah. and that's Jerry Hughes and look what they built in 4 years. Exactly. And I'm not saying trade everyone cuz I do think they do have some good pieces to they- the team, but like I like Sam Reinhart. But am I gonna cry if they trade Sam Reinhardt? Absolutely not. I think the He's, LA Kings
0: are a good example too of a team that's kind of shaped that right. They kept their, they kept yeah, Ange they Kopitar, kept exactly, and they know, rebuilt. Right. I don't
1: think Jack Eichel has the patience to hang around for that. Nor do I think because Jack they Eichel doesn't have. Should make him suffer the, through that. Jack
0: Eichel hasn't won a cup with us, and there's no you know sense of real loyalty there with him. Like yeah, the Kopitar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just I don't see it. Call me a non-believer. I'm not a a believer. But I just do not see a realistic approach where filling in the gaps on this team is going to help. And they don't have a ton of cap space either, which adds to that.
0: (laughs) I'm just looking at the standings here, scrolling through.
1: How many points are they out of a playoff
0: spot? Well, the Sabres are... 21 point 22 points out of playoff spot but the the predators have found their way in. That's surprising. It's going to be a fight between Columbus, Chicago and Nashville cuz Chicago's fallen off. That's why um, I mean they're 16 and this 20. This my
1: surprised face. <laughs> I know, I know, but uh and they'll probably win the lottery with their 10th spot again. Right. Okay. What will the reaction be if the Sabers
0: lose the lottery?
1: I mean, they only dropped to third. I think that this is a year where there's so much. There's not a whole lot of separation between the top six or seven guys. Where I wouldn't really care. Um, I don't. I like Owen Power as a prospect. I like him more than most, but he's gonna go number one probably, and that's a no for me. I wouldn't pick Owen Power first overall. If you drop to three, I think. I hope the Sabres don't win the lottery. Like, I know everyone is obsessed with Matthew Beniers right now, but I don't see...
0: Is he from Michigan? Yeah, yeah, he's
1: one of the Michigan guys. I don't see a whole lot of separation between Beniers and the rest of the crop and the top of the draft. Like, Beniers is my number one prospect, but William Eklund is right there. William Eklund is, I don't want to say blowing the lights out in Sweden right now, but his... Draft year production is better than uh, Lucas Raymond and Alexander Holtz in their draft years. And his draft year production is better than Raymond and Holtz' production this year and their draft plus one year. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, uh, Eklund does play on the same team, and I think maybe even on the same line as Alexander Holtz, who was drafted seventh to the Devils last season. But I think Eklund... Like, the sky's the limit for him. I think Acklin could be a top-line player. I think he's going to be great. Well,
0: the uh, the NCAA tournament is going on right now, right? Speaking mm-hmm. of, have you caught any of that? I haven't.
1: I haven't gotten a chance. I haven't been able to either. There's just too much sports on TV right now, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, Minnesota got eliminated, so Johnson is free to sign. Uh, Wisconsin got upset, so Weisbach is eligible to sign if he chooses to. Um I just I don't want to miss out on him. Yeah. Cuz it seems like Well, even if he's night. not an NHL player, he can score in Rochester. Like that's something that they need still. Mm-hmm. Uh there was another pretty big upset. Oh, uh Michigan got COVID, so they were booted from the tournament. Right. So we don't get to see those three draft eligible guys. But I think if I'm the Sabres, I Obviously, they probably hope they win the lottery, but if they don't win, they're going to pick in the top. They're going to pick third. Cool. Like, that's fine. Go get William Eklund. uh, He's my guy at this point because I think Beniers goes in the top two. I think Power goes in the top two. William Eklund, go watch watch him. He's a good player. Yeah, you're right. A top five pick is a top five pick. And this is a good year. I know this draft gets crapped on a lot, but I think – The top end of the draft is still pretty good. There's no super stud player like McDavid or Eichel in this draft, but there are some really nice prospects. There's players. There's players. There's definitely players. Well, we've been so spoiled lately. Yeah. If the Sabres were picking 23rd, I'd be like, okay, yeah, this is not good. Yeah. Like, this is a year ride trade, a second round pick top-heavy draft? It's a top... It's very yeah. top-heavy. I think there's a big cutoff once you get to, like, 13. Hmm. It's probably the biggest drop-off in, like, years. Yeah.
0: Well, that makes me feel a lot less good about the stall trade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, um... Yeah, I, I I wish they could have gotten a guy like Paul Byron in that trade. Get him back.
1: Because they waived him earlier I in I mean, year. they might... If they do... uh if they do decide to go the tear it down route, right? they're gonna need guys to fill up their payroll mm-hmm. to reach the cap floor, which might be hard. So maybe they do bring in a guy like that who has potential to score, has some speed.
0: Well, speaking of, of waivers, like I just mentioned, uh Shane Gostas spare prior to this recording was placed on waivers. By the Flyers, I know you you might not like him, but I think I mean if you have to do something with Montour, fiddle with him to clear up some space for Gossis Bear, I'd love it. Because yeah, you were telling me off the air like they have nobody that can defend. Gossis Bear, the center guy, I can defend, but I mean they also have nobody that can score. True. <laughs> so Gossis spare would add that dimension. I right? wouldn't hate take it. Take care of that
1: later. I wouldn't hate it, but I just don't see how it's necessary. They have. They have Jacob Bryson. Cool, he's fine. I don't think they. I don't think they need Gosta Spear, but I wouldn't hate it if they did decide to claim him. Which I don't think they can unless they use LTIR. Well, uh,
0: and I realize he's not playing like, you know, twenty seventeen. Yeah, didn't he have like Shane sixty Goss something spirit, points that year? Uh, twenty eighteen, he had sixty five points. Dang. But in twenty fifteen. 2015, 2016, he had 17 goals, <laughs> but ever since then, he's, man needs a change of
1: scenery, off. too. He does. Yeah, he only played 42. I'm looking at right off Hockey Reference right here, but the Sabers are just not an environment for change of scenery. Nah. How many change of scenery guys do they bring in where it just doesn't work out? And I don't think many guys. Ruined. I don't think many people go
0: to a graveyard for change of, change of scenery. <laughs> not the best scenery. It's
1: where guys' career I don't want to say it's where they die, but
0: they'll go somewhere else Well, it's where their good. hopes die. Yeah. At the very least, Eric Stahl clearly didn't want to be here at all. I Carter Hutton is is like a guy who's been super positive throughout his experience here though, I think. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't shake him. You Can't shake his <laughs> his gonna,
1: emotions. His career is dead. I think Hutton, <laughs> Hutton's done.
0: Yeah, in in a world where, you know, after the
1: season teams aren't going to be required to have three goalies, he might be uh cast off. Did Chad Johnson go anywhere after Buffalo? Anaheim? I don't know. Maybe? His career was essentially over. Up. But...
0: Yeah, it's amazing that a guy like Dustin Tokarski has found his way uh, back into the league, but Chad Johnson has not. It does say he played somewhere in 2019. Where was it? Did he go to Calgary? I don't remember. Was it St. might have... Anaheim and St. Louis. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. He was with Calgary uh, the year before us. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Didn't he start some playoff games that year for them, too? Probably. Calgary's oh, yeah, a had, graveyard for goalies. He had two stints here.
1: Yeah, because he got traded here in the Neuvirth trade, and then he came back under That's Botterill, I think. Well, I wonder what he is doing nowadays. Probably retired. Quasi-retired, I guess you could say. Retired until he gets a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Until Kevin Adams gives him a call to be an assistant coach for the team because they're running out of guys. Yeah. Yeah, You got anything else you want to talk about before we sign off here? Um No.
0: Let me well, – I, I want to crack down on this um Chad Johnson thing. Let me bring up his Elite Prospects page.
1: Which I don't is funny. think he's played.
0: I think it's funny if they have, like, veteran players on Elite Prospects. Uh Chad Johnson, he has not played since that season. So this dude was just banished.
1: How old is he? Let's see. 34. Hmm. Like, wow. That's a retirement age in the NHL. Yeah. Hopefully he saved his money. (laughs) He seems like a a smart guy. Yeah, He's probably got a financial advisor of some sort. Maybe. I hope most athletes do. Yeah. um, Trade deadline's coming up. Who do you think goes? Taylor Hall is a given. Uh...
0: You know, it it would be cool if they got crafty with something, and you know, maybe traded Allmark, who's on an expiring deal, but to a contending team. Uh, like see if they if they waited, maybe the Avalanche would take Allmark and yeah. give us a first round pick for, it, and then we just get your back, right? And then uh, <laughs> then then you just re sign Allmark, uh, come free agency. But, uh, the team likes doing that. But, um, you know, who I could see actually, uh, Toby Reeder.
1: I was going to mention his yeah, name. Yeah, I think, too. I think Toby's only making 700000
0: right? And he he's a depth guy. I mean, if someone like Joe Morrow a few years ago could get traded to the Jets, uh, then yeah, that, that can happen. Um, he played in the playoffs last year, so he's, you know, playoff hockey is fresh for him. He did pretty well in the playoffs, didn't he, too? He did. He scored a couple of shorthand goals yeah. in that Stars series for the Flames. Uh, and you know, he's, he's a, he, he, he could be a good player on, I mean, he's never been on a contending team, but you know, he could probably, you know, um, on a top heavy team do pretty good. Not when he's forced into a big role, like was the Oilers, but, uh, (laughs) um, but no, he's a guy who I could definitely see the Sabres moving on from, uh, I'm just thinking depth pieces, you know, that's what teams look for. Especially in COVID times, right? There's going to be openings in, in rosters Riley Shan right he might be a a piece there that could move any of those kind of bottom of the lineup guys probably I think could find a way out of time <laughs> yeah really no
1: that guy's untouchable they're not getting rid of him yeah I know <laughs> uh, nice. um, I, I, see names aren't clicking for me because I think Montour will go I think Hall will go I think someone will take Reeder and I, you know what? I feel like maybe we get a Cody Hodgson for Zach Cassian type trade this year.
0: Maybe like a Tage Thompson for. Uh... I think
1: it's gonna be middle step. Oh, okay. And I think they're gonna get something or someone around the same age. Maybe a better comparison would be the Nylander for Yoki Haru trade. Okay. But hopefully, it's not a defenseman coming back. Yeah. I wouldn't hate it. Like I like Middlestat this year. I think he's okay. I think he's been. I don't want to say struggling a little more as of late, but he, he for the most part, he's, I thought he's been pretty good this year. So,
0: yeah, he he's definitely improved. Um, he looks like he belongs mm-hmm. this time. And around. his
1: name was put in thirty-one thoughts in the blog the other day too. That type of change of scenery. So,
0: see, I hate that though. if They just they give up on other prospect because he's not
1: if they trade him for a third round pick i'm gonna be pissed but if they get another young player for him just to change the makeup of the roster i'd be fine with it mm-hmm. culture change culture
0: change right maybe uh hmm. i don't know i'm thinking of what i should title my future sabers book Suffering. add culture add culture shock well no i think i really i'm really leaning towards the worst team in the world <laughs> I think, that, I think that's just good. It's, it's a, They are the worst team. team in the world. They really are. I mean, there's <laughs> there's probably teams in the third English football division that can contend with Premier League teams better than the Sabres could contend with the, their NHL contemporaries.
1: How much do you think that the fact that they only play their division affects their placements I do, in the Sandman's?
0: I, I think that does play a part because, I mean, when you're only playing – the same teams, right? You're going to have data that's known to you, and the teams that are better at adapting uh, and are more suited to playing against more play styles, right? Uh, they're going to have the upper hand on you. And I do, I have thought about that. I do think that that might play a role, and you, you've, you've lost your way, right? You, uh, there's no change of pace game, right? You, you don't have uh, home and home versus the Bruins and then face the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. So you don't have that time to, um, you know, and maybe it's just there's a lot of teams that play, you know, the other six teams in the division, seven or many it is, they all play one style that the Sabres aren't good at, right? Maybe there's other teams in the league that they're not facing this year that they're the not Sabres They're not facing
1: the Red Wings or
0: Senators right? facing <laughs> the Red Wings or Senators. Uh, but, you know, I think that's what a lot of people talk about, like matchups in sports, right? I mean... It seems that that's an important part of the game, from listening to people I inside talk. I feel like talk.
1: if this was a normal 82-game season, COVID doesn't exist, they would still be in the bottom five.
0: Bottom five, yes, but I don't think there's an 18-game losing streak. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, you know, People need to cut it out, too, with the winless and losing streak. You don't need to specify they it. They are losses. Loss, if you shootout, lose, loss. they got rid of ties for a reason. They weren't losses or wins, right? Mm-hmm. Shootouts exist to determine a winner and a loser. You're a loser if you don't win in the shootout. Yeah. There's no such thing as a winless streak. It's a losing streak. You're losers. You've They're lost
1: basically the same thing.
0: They are the same thing. If you're not, if it's not a win, what is it? <laughs> if ties don't exist and it's not a they win, need what to is it?
1: Delineate uh, difference with ties and without ties, which they basically have with yeah. the post lockout because that's when ties were gone. So yeah. I don't know. How long uh, do we want to make a prediction of how long this losing streak lasts for? Well, the oh, winless streak, God. sorry, winless. Uh, I'm not calling it that, Joe. I'm calling it a losing streak. <laughs> I'm
0: calling it what it is. Well, let me bring up the upcoming. I mean, th- why am I bring why am I bothering
1: bring up the schedule same teams. And they- Will they win by the trade deadline which is April 12th, right? April 12th. How many games until April 12th?
0: You know what? I'm going to say no because this this question has been asked before, right? Will they win by X date? And they haven't won by that date. It's a long time.
1: When was yeah. the last time they, oh, you know what? Probably it would be the tank year when they lost every game in a month. They lost every game in January. Right. If you want to go back on memory lane here, uh, the Sabres had a hot, it was it like a ten and three stretch in November? People thought they were gonna make the playoffs. It went into December, didn't it? Yeah, it went into December. The talk was, oh, they're closer to a playoff spot than last place. We're gonna go for the cup with Andre Mazaros and Andre Benoit, and then they lose every game in January and they get put right back into the race for thirtieth place. Those were the days. Feels like ten years ago. It almost it was ten years ago. It almost is ten years yeah. ago, actually. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Unbelievable, right? That we're still talking about this. It it truly is. Go watch Connor Bedard highlights, people. It's he's a great young player. I'm not almost, condoning tanking, by the way, but he's good. If they suck, they might not it's okay.
0: It's a miracle that in today's day and age in sports,
1: teams can be this bad. For a league that prides themselves on parity so much. Mm-hmm. The Sabres have just been – and it's not like the Bills drought where they were on the cusp. Yeah. They were there. The Sabres have been bad, incredibly bad for so long.
0: Yeah. There hasn't been, like, one thing that's contributed to missing the playoffs. They're
1: either picking in the top two or picking eighth, which picking eighth, you're still terrible. Right.
0: Like with the Bills, it was just this team is the worst luck, and they can't come through when they need to. But, yeah, with the Sabres, it's... I mean, this is the first season, I think, where it's truly just that there's no hope and they're bad.
1: hmm Garbage.
0: Yeah. The NHL's dumpster fire. There's
1: really no end in sight.
0: You know it's bad when you're forced to agree with Jack Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> the nhl's equivalent to a dumpster fire i shouldn't critique other play-by-play guys i don't want to sabotage my chances at a career <laughs> yeah but
1: all right um yeah i got nothing else this i year. got nothing i got nothing again people enjoy it we're out this of this yeah this is at this point in the season it's all you can do is laugh right i laughed yesterday when the game tied i had that week where i was super mad a few days actually, but then I was
0: like What well what what's my anger gonna do? Mm-hmm.
1: It's crazy. Center my chi. I hope they can fill all those holes for next year. I just don't think it's possible. I don't want to sound like I don't wanna be blow it up guy, but I'm on the fence. I'm truly on the fence. Yeah. Part of me wants to blow it up. Part of me wants to to build to what they have, but I just don't think building to what they have is possible.
0: Well, we're anticipating where it's all going. I think mm-hmm. that's what's going on.
1: I'm anticipating yes. us talking about Connor Bedard and Matvei Michkov in two years. Yes. Yes. So that is where <clears throat> we will be. Just wait until they pick second in 2023, and we have to wait until 2026 for Michkov to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: hopefully we'll still be right here in front of these microphones. Mm-hmm feels nice to say that as Not over Zoom. the first edition of the charging buffalo that came out of the stone age yeah yes finally uh so i guess we'll wrap it up there right mm-hmm. on behalf of joe i'm luke thanking you everybody for listening to this full circle edition of the charging buffalo podcast follow us on twitter you know the handles better than i do
1: Admittedly. Why don't you say the handles? At The Charging Buff, Twitter and Instagram, (laughs) at futureofthe716 on Instagram as well for prospect coverage. Go check out thechargingbuffalo.net for coverage of this disastrous team. Also, we're starting to work on the second – Uh, Yeah, the second edition of the Charging Buffalo Draft Guide. We're going to start prepping that. Yes. Next week, I'm going to be contributing to it this year. I had some uh, horrific stuff going on a year ago that prevented me from doing it. Falling. Yeah. You know? Couldn't type. I couldn't type. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could try, but I didn't. Um, Yeah, so I'll be contributing to that this season. I'm very excited to work with the guys, the prospect guys, on the next draft guide. Yeah, also follow us on Twitter as well, JoeTCBNHL, at LVKETCB. Keep an eye out. We're going to let you guys know when we're going to start doing the video components. You can watch live if you're available.
0: I'd like to start as soon as next week. Yeah, we can maybe be, next week. Let That'd us know
1: what you guys want, too, if you guys got any suggestions. I don't want
0: to be in here a lot. It's fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we get a producer in here, add a third voice to the podcast. We'll talk to him about it. We'll approach it Mm -hmm. with him. We'll approach him after this episode concludes. Maybe we'll be on the next episode for all we know. Perhaps. All right. If you enjoyed, let us know. We love your feedback. Leave us a review, five-star review, if you're so kind, on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify and SoundCloud. So check it out. If you ever miss an episode there's a playlist, you can click it and – all of our episodes are there in chronological order if you it's easier to find it on our website. There's a podcast link, chargingbuffalo.net. I was listening to some old or older episodes at work last week. It was like it was like listening to us talk this year, but it was 2 years ago. Yeah, broken the old broken record. <laughs> it was Except a rerun. You, you can replace Phil Howsley's name with Ralph Krueger's name. I don't I,
0: I hate going back and listening cause it's like man you know I probably sucked
1: back then <laughs> I, the episode I was listening to you were talking about how sweaty you were and how hot it was in the room
0: uh I think I remember that <laughs> well you gotta bring some character to the show you know gotta 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 uh you know humanize yourself with your audience exactly right all human sweat mm-hmm I thought maybe I can, you know, everyone can relate to sweating. Hell yeah.
1: All right, yeah. Let us know. We love your feedback, good or bad. And uh, we'll be back maybe next week to do a little trade deadline prep, talk about this terrible team a little more. So hopefully some news coming up because given the trends over the last couple episodes, there should be a trade tomorrow or the day after, or a firing or a hiring. So we'll, we'll be back soon. Right. Yeah. Keep an eye on that.
0: And folks, have a good rest of your day.